what's up everybody what's up i'm bob walters good morning good monday morning everybody this is your locked up sports weekend wrap up and how are you doing jets fans what a win the coffee tastes a little bit better this morning for you jets fans and life just seems a little bit better doesn't it for the jets fans it does monday morning just doesn't seem as bad after a win like that this is your locked up sports weekend wrap-up brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek, a better place to get tickets head to their website get tickets for anything you want and enter the uh, promo code locked up sports in the checkout area and you'll receive $20 off your first order of $50 or more and this is going to be a quick we're going to do this this is the first edition of the locked up sports weekend wrap-up we're going to try and do it every week on either Sunday night or Monday morning. It's going to be just a quick half-hour recap of basically what happened in the week in the weekend since we last spoke to you on Friday. So instead of going a whole week without you know us talking to you guys, we'll go uh, just a couple days from Friday to Monday or Sunday night. I didn't do it Sunday night because the I was up late watching the Chiefs game and I just got back from Atlantic City and the whole the whole ordeal. I was tired. I didn't feel like doing it. But uh, here I am Monday morning, ready to go, and let's talk Jets to start with, because that is the big story. The Jets, this is what they wanted. This is what they wanted when they hired this GM and this coach. They got the Super Bowl favorite, the MVP favorite in their building, and they beat them. And the Jets' defense came to play yesterday. They really pressured Josh Allen. Zach Wilson had an okay game. Zach Wilson did not lose the game, and that's what the Jets needed because the week uh, prior against New England, Zach Wilson lost the game for them. And I had said I wasn't as worried about Jack, about Zach Wilson as most people were. You know, he played all right yesterday. He was it was nothing. It was nothing special. You know, one hundred thirty something yards, but he the Jets made plays when they needed to make plays. And they are now 6-3. and three. They have a winning record. They have surpassed Vegas's number for the season, which was set at 5.5. They are the first team to surpass Vegas's number in the NFL. Sauce Gardner had a big interception. Quentin Williams looks like he's you know really hitting his stride now with big plays. Um, Wilson was disciplined on that last play before the game-winning field goal, taking the sack. It was a third and goal. He kind of rolled out to the right, and there was nothing there. Rather than throw the ball up for grabs in the end zone, he just kind of took the sack and said, we'll settle for three, we'll kick the field goal, and we'll play defense. And that's what the Jets did as they escaped with a 20-17 to win over the Super Bowl favorite, the consensus pretty much Super Bowl favorite, Buffalo Bills at MetLife Stadium in a wild scene there. So the Jets fans are celebrating today. They're celebrating like it's a Super Bowl, but hey, you know what? Give them, give them a break. Give the Jets fans a break. They don't get many of these. This was a big win. This was the biggest division win they've had in a long time. And it sets up a showdown two weeks from yesterday in New England, in Foxborough. The 6-3 six and, six and three Jets come, will be coming off a bye, and they will be looking for revenge from last week against New England and Bill Belichick. And you know what? The Jets, maybe, maybe the Jets are for real. Maybe they're for real. You know, they, it, it's progressing. It's progressing nicely for the Jets. They, The defense looks really good. 
That's a number one. That's a number one offense. That team puts up a lot of points. The Bills. That team puts up a ton of points every week. Think about the playoff game they had last year. It's what we call it the greatest, you know, one of the greatest playoff games in NFL history. Back and forth and back and forth. And they held Josh Allen 18 to 18 of 34. 205 yards. No touchdowns and two picks. No touchdowns and two picks. Zach Wilson had no picks. And that's that's what he is right now. Zach Wilson, he's still learning the position. I always said it takes a couple of years before you learn the, the, the quarterback position. That's how it always was when I was growing up. Everyone wants instant gratification now. You know, they want their their quarterback to be, you know, a star five weeks into his career. It's just it doesn't happen like that. But he, he seemed to learn from last week. He didn't throw any balls up for grabs. He didn't he didn't force anything. If something wasn't there, he just, you know, kind of took it like he did on that last play before the field goal, just taking the sack, kicking the field goal, and letting the defense win the game for them. And that's what they did. And the Bills, the Bills are now 6-2. and two. There's still a game ahead of the Jets and of Miami. I mean, that was going to be, that. the AFC East looked to be one of the weaker divisions in football, besides the Bills, obviously. They're now, you know, they're the only division, I believe. I believe they're the only division with every team over 500. New England sits in last place at 5-4. and four. So, the AFC East, hey, the NFC East is doing the same thing. They're playing well, too. Maybe we get football back here in the northeast part of the country. You know, it's a, it's a week-to-week league. Think about what we were saying last week at this time, Jets fans. Maybe Wilson's not the guy. It looked terrible. The coach was terrible. New England beat us again. We'll never beat Belichick. We'll never beat New England. And then the Bills roll into town and you leave with their tails between their legs, 20 to 17 losers. And there was a good amount of Bills fans in the building yesterday, leaving with their heads hanging low because they lost. You know, listen, if you're the Bills, that's, a, that's not a good loss. That's a bad loss. Josh Allen seemed upset in the press conference. I watched the press conference after. He seemed upset. So the Jets are 6-3, and three, and away we go into the bye week. Three games over 500. Already beat the number that Vegas set. A game out of first place, and with New England on the horizon on November 20th. The Giants, yesterday, they sat and watched as they had their bye. Next week, they got the Texans, and then the Lions followed by that. Both games at home. So the Giants are six and two. They got the Giants have the same record as the Bills. I mean, finally, finally, we got some football to watch around here. How good is that? It's been a long time since we've had football this late in the season. I mean, we're at the halfway point. We're past the halfway point, pretty much. And we got two winning teams, two teams looking to get into the playoffs, possibly win divisions. Although I don't think either one of them are going to win the division. The, Jet, the Bills are going to win that division. The, the Bills are too good. The Bills had an off day yesterday. Jets took advantage. Don't apologize for any wins in the NFL. And you certainly don't apologize for any wins against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Giants bye week yesterday. Um, Kadarius Toney did play for Kansas City. I don't have his numbers right in front of me. I watched the game. He didn't make a huge impact. Um, 
around the NFL yesterday, I guess the big story would be Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is now part of the problem in Green Bay. Two weeks ago, he was ripping his receivers. He was ripping the kids on the team, telling them they got to straighten up, get their act together. Yesterday, he threw two picks. He threw two picks in the end zone. He did not look good at all. Green Bay put up nine points against one of the worst defenses you could, you could, you know, you could have. Detroit usually scores a bunch of points, and you know they'll just let up even more. I had said the other night that that you know Detroit about Detroit when my wife picked them, that Detroit defense can't stop a nosebleed. Well, they stopped Aaron Rodgers yesterday. Nine points held them to nine points. Detroit fifteen to nine winners. As things are going to get real ugly out in Green Bay. It's going to start to get real ugly out there. They got Dallas next week at Lambeau. It'll be very interesting to see how that, how the crowd, you know, treats them. They're, they're kind of a rah-rah crowd. They don't really boo that much. You know, the owners, I should say. The owners, not the crowd, the owners. Um, so Green Bay loses to Detroit in Detroit 15-9. to Kansas City in the night game survived. A scare from Tennessee in the backup quarterback, 20 to 17, an overtime win for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And the Chiefs didn't look great in this one either. Tennessee dominated that first half. Their, uh, Henry ran all over the Chiefs defense. They were kind of in a slugfest. They, they looked like Kansas City didn't know what to do because they were involved in a slugfest rather than a shootout, which they are usually involved in. Kansas City had 71 pass plays. 71 pass plays. Mahomes was sacked four times. He was pressured nine times. So Tennessee defense did their, did their part, and the Tennessee offense did their part in the first half, and then in the second half, it just kind of went dormant. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't move the ball. They were hanging on for dear life. Mahomes brought them down, tied the game, got a two-point conversion, tied it, and kicked a field goal in overtime, and then... When Tennessee got the ball in overtime, they just went backwards. Four plays and it was over. New England, 26-3 winners over Indianapolis in Indianapolis. Miami and Tua. Tua, 21 of 30, 302 yards, three touchdowns. I'll tell you what, Tua's coming into his own here. Tua is coming into his own and he's playing well. 35-32 Miami over the Bears down in South Florida. And then the other big game, the other big story out of yesterday, I guess, would be Tom Brady. Brady with a, a vintage Tom Brady drive to win the game, 16-13 over the Rams. He didn't play well. It wasn't a very good game. It wasn't a very, you know, I guess, a aesthetically pleasing game. There was a lot of punts. There was a lot of misplays. The Bucks were down. 40 seconds to go. Brady gets the ball on his own 40-yard line. No timeouts. First play, he throws a 25, 30-yard pass right over the middle to his tight end. And that got, the, that got the drive going. He went 5 for 5 on the drive. No timeouts right into the end zone. It ended on a 2-yard pass, screen pass, for a touchdown. And Tom Brady takes his team down the field for a win, 16-13. A desperately needed win for the Bucks. Seattle and... Pete Carroll, just keep rolling along. 31-21 winners over the Arizona Cardinals. 
The Raiders lose again. The Raiders are fading away here in this in this part of the season. The Raiders are just not very good. They get, they get beat by Jacksonville, which is an up-and-coming team. I told you about Jacksonville last week. I told you the quarter Trevor Lawrence is going to be a star. ETN is going to be big time. 27-20 Jacksonville over the Raiders. And the Minnesota Vikings, it wasn't pretty, but they survived. 20-17 over the Washington Commanders, a.k.a. the Redskins, a.k.a. The Washington football team, a.k.a. the Commies, 20-17. to 17, And Minnesota is now four games clear of everybody else in their division. Minnesota is going to clinch the division in a couple weeks by, you know, by the end of November. And get ready if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan. It looks like get ready for a home playoff game because you're going to have one. And they might, have, they might even work their way into a bye depending on you know, how things fall and how things line up. Um, oh, another thing about Brady and, and the Bucks game. Brady's the first quarterback. This is a, it's a crazy it's a crazy number. It's a you probably heard it by now. A hundred thousand yards. Now that includes playoffs and regular season. Tom Brady has thrown for a hundred thousand yards. So they're, they're, I mean, listen, he's an all time great. He's not going to screw up his legacy. He was not playing well. It looked like he was getting old. It looked like he get, it looked like he had gotten old. But for at least, you know, 40 seconds and one Sunday game-winning drive, it was the vintage Tom Brady that we all have seen for oh, about 20 years. So, that's the NFL report. Jets win, Giants buy, and then we gave you, you know, Green Bay in trouble, Brady with the big uh big win. Minnesota running away with the division. Kansas City survives a scare from Tennessee and their backup quarterback. But I would say the big story is the Jet besides the Jets. The Jets are the big story in the NFL today. Jets fans, enjoy it. This is you're the big story today. Twenty to seventeen winners. So congratulations to the Jets and my fellow Jets fans for the big win yesterday. Now, we had the World Series come to an end this weekend. Game six, Houston wins four to one in a game that, uh, in a game that Philadelphia really probably could have won until Zach Wheeler got pulled from the game. Wheeler said he was caught off guard when he was pulled in the sixth inning. The sixth inning's kind of been a house of horrors for the Phillies in this series. And I think what happened is Philly just ran out of gas. Listen, Houston's a better team. Houston's got better players. They got a better manager. They got a better pitching staff. Zach Wheeler pitched his ass off, though. Give him credit. Give Zach Wheeler credit, and it kills me to do it. But Zach Wheeler pitched his ass off, even in Game 6 the other night. Schwarber hit a home run in the fourth to give Philly the lead. And... Wheeler was dealing. It looked like, you know, it might just be the Phillies. They might just get this to seven games. And then when you get to that seventh game, anything can happen. But Wheeler in the sixth inning got into a little bit of trouble. It was just somewhat controversial. I don't think it was controversial. He didn't lean into it. He made an attempt to get at Listen, it was. He hit the guy with the pitch. Next batter singles. He got two on, nobody out. Wheeler out, in, replaced with the Kind of a journeyman reliever, which is not something I do. Listen, if you're going to go down in the World Series, go down with your best. Go down with your best pitcher on the mound. 
Alvarez came up, and of course, he hit it a mile over the center field wall. Might not have landed yet. Three-run homer, and that was it. The second that ball left the bat of Alvarez, this series was over. The Phillies knew it. The Astros knew it. Everybody in the ballpark knew it. Everybody in every bar in America watching knew it. That series was over when the ball left Alvarez's bat. World Series MVP? Well, it's the same as the ALCS MVP. Shortstop, rookie, 25-year-old shortstop Jeremy Pena. And imagine being that. Imagine being him, 25 years old. ALCS MVP over the Yankees. World Series MVP. He batted 400 in the series. He was 10 for 25. He played some great defense. He played some great shortstop. Throughout the whole playoffs, he did. And Houston set up. Houston's going to be a powerhouse for a while here. So they win the World Series. It's, the, it's a big one for Houston. As far as the, the, leg, the team legacy goes, this is a big one. Because they needed to get a post-scandal title. They had to. That was important. It was important that they get a post-scandal title. Kind of to solidify it. You know, Yankee fans are going to sit here and tell me they're cheating. They were cheating still. They, they're cheaters. I don't want to hear it. It's over now. Did they cheat? Yeah, they cheated. But now they, they didn't cheat this year. And you're going to say, how do you know that? Listen, if they get caught, they get caught. Then, then we could say they're cheaters. But if they don't get caught, then you can't say it. So Jeremy Pena, 10 for 25, 400 batting average. Now it'll be interesting to see if Verlander comes back as we kind of get the hot stove going now. Free agency opens Thursday in the in major leagues. So teams have from now until Thursday to sign their own players. And who was the first one to jump on it? Our good friend, Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve signed his closer, Diaz to a five-year, $103 million deal with a club option for his sixth year. Diaz be, Edwin Diaz becomes the first closer, first relief pitcher to get over $100 million. So basically, you know, the ball landed in the, in the glove in foul territory to end the World Series. And Steve Cohen was throwing around $100 million just a few minutes later. This this is why we love Steve Cohen, and this is why the Mets will be good, and I'm not worried about who whether they're going to sign their free agents or not. If they don't sign Jake, or if they don't sign Nimmo, it's going to be because those two players did not want to be here. It's not going to be because of the money, or someone offered them other money. It's going to be because they chose not to be here, and if they choose not to be here, so be it. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Now, Jake is going to go to free agency. He's already said that. He's been saying that for a year and a half now. I think Nimmo, it's very important that we get Nimmo back. Oh, we also, we also, which I'm not happy about. I wanted to to bring this up. Um, It also seems like they haven't done it yet, but all signs point to that the Mets are going to pick up the option for Daniel Vogel back, which I think is a mistake. It's not really a big deal. I just don't want to see him anymore. You know, he kind of ticked me off going into these slumps. He clogs up the bases. He's slow. 
He looks for walks. He's not a power hitter. He looks the part of a power hitter, but he's not. You know, he's big guy, so when he runs into one, he can hit it 400 feet. But he just doesn't. He has no position to play in the field. I don't like it. So I figured I'd, I'd throw that in there. But Diaz, we got Diaz. We got our close. It'll be interesting to see if Diaz continues to be as good as he was last year. A lot of times with these closers, it's kind of a one-shot or a two-shot deal. That's why Mariano was so great because he did it not only for many, many years, but in the postseason, in the big spots. So we'll see if Diaz can do that. And I'll, Man, we got him for five years, so geez, I hope he can. I hope he can. Saturday, we also had a wild college football Saturday. Upsets all over the place. Number one, Tennessee. Not going to be number one anymore. They went into Georgia, and they were not ready for that game. They were not ready for that team. Georgia put their foot on the neck of Tennessee in the first quarter and never let them up. Tennessee's a good team. They're up and coming. They're not number one. And then, at night, we had two big, two just as big upsets. Georgia's going to be the best. Georgia's the best team in the country. Maybe, maybe Ohio State. Maybe Michigan. But those are your three teams. And then at night, like I said, Alabama's season came to an end at the hands of LSU. Saturday night in Baton Rouge, there is no greater scene in sports. LSU, Saturday night, Baton Rouge, no greater scene in sports. And it lived up to it. LSU, give, give them credit. Give Kelly credit for going for two in the first overtime. They got the ball second. LSU got the ball second. So it's kind of like the top and bottom of the inning. You know what you have to do. Alabama scored a touchdown. LSU scored a touchdown. Tied it. They decided to go for two. And the win, which is a smart move because he knows he's out talent. He's got more talent on the other side with Alabama. So if you keep going back and forth, you're eventually going to lose that game. So he said, well, let's end it right now. We're going to go for two. They did a nice, nice sprint out to the right. The quarterback hit the hit the receiver, hit the tight end, I believe it was, right on the one yard line. He went right into the end zone. Game over, season over for Alabama. I love when Alabama see. I, you know what? You can't like Alabama unless you're an Alabama fan. You can't be like, well, I don't mind Alabama. Nobody's like that. You're either an Alabama fan or you hate Alabama. And then in South Bend, for our good friend Brendan Fulham. Notre Dame with their biggest win of the year. Knocking off Clemson. Really beating up on Clemson. Notre Dame took it to Clemson at home. They turned the ball over. The defense played well. Is Notre Dame going to get into the playoff this year? No. They're not. They're not going to get in the playoff. But you know what? That was a big win. It was a good game. So there were... You know, Michigan beat up on Rutgers. Ohio State... Struggled a little bit against Northwestern. I was watching some of that game. It was a you know crazy wind and rain and so, so that kind of. But once they got their footing and they got going, Ohio State won that game easy. Wednesday is when the. I believe it's Wednesday, right? Wednesday is when the. The new rankings come out. Last week was the first one for the uh, FBS. I think they call it now the playoffs. And Tennessee was number one. Georgia was three. Ohio State, two. 
Tennessee obviously is going to fall out. Alabama, which was six, is going to fall out of the top ten maybe. Notre Dame might be in the top ten. But you're looking at basically Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia as probably two of those three teams are going to are going to be your representatives in the in the other two best teams and probably in the championship game. Forgot there's there's four there's four that make it. So we got about 5 minutes to go here. Once again, this is your Locked Up Sports weekend wrap up. We're going to do this every week for you. Uh, either Sunday night, Monday. I'm going to try and get it out Sunday night, but I make no promises. You know, I'm on vacation, so for the next couple of weeks, I'll probably be able to do it. But besides that, I make no promises, but we will get it out there just so we don't go the full week without, you know, any kind of content or anything like that. Um, don't forget, this this Friday, in a new Locked Up Sports, Brett and myself will be joined by perhaps the greatest special teams coach to ever to ever coach Mike Westoff, Jets special teams coach. We're going to talk Jets with him. We're going to talk special teams. You know, just the, the theories behind it. His book is great. He's got great stories. You're going to really enjoy it. It's going to be a great interview. Mike Westoff on the next Locked Up Sports. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this to wrap things up here on Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. Locked up sports. Whether you're a diehard fan or just a casual observer, we guarantee you'll enjoy our show. It's like saying no. you're a sanitation engineer, no, no. but you're a janitor. We'll take a little, uh, hey, a couple minutes off from Bob anytime. Fifty <laughs> percent of me is better than a hundred percent of a lot. Of people. <laughs> That's, uh, just ask my wife. Uh, put then, that one in the vault. Bob Walters and Brett Grosso break down the New York teams like nobody else can. The Jets are four and two. Four and two. The Giants are five and one. We have good football teams again. They don't need McCaffrey. Yet. And to be honest with you, what, McCaffrey's not going to be the player. He's never going to be the player he was. Trades, this, they very, very rarely affect the line. They're playing the Chiefs. Full point change because McCaffrey goes that direction. We can get Scherzer for a, a, a two-hit shutout in July. We got Scherzer for Friday night. What a disaster that was. Let Locked Up Sports be your go-to source for sports talk. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcast. New episodes drop every Friday night. All right, welcome back here to Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up, brought to you by SeatGeek. Remember to enter lock, the uh, promo code Locked Up Sports at checkout for your $20 off your order. Uh, the Rangers lost last night. Again, they lost in overtime. They've kind of been stumbling a little bit. I believe they're 6-3-1 and one is their record. They got the Islanders coming to the Garden tomorrow night. I'll be at the game tomorrow night. And you know what? They got to start winning. You know, you, you got to start winning. You got to beat teams like Detroit. Can't let Detroit come into the Garden and, and win that game last night. You just can't. You can't let that happen. But listen, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. So I'm not worried about the Rangers. I'm going to go enjoy the game tomorrow. I'm going to hope they get a win against the Islanders. But I am not worried about the Rangers. College hoops. Gets underway, I believe it's today, actually, this week sometime. If not today, definitely this week in the next day or two. We're going to be doing plenty of St. John's for you over the season. Um, we're going to see what we could do about getting uh, the coach on, possibly some players, but we'll, we'll get into that. And like I said, don't, don't forget, coming up on Friday, Mike Westhoff joins the show. Excited about that. Tomorrow, don't forget also, tomorrow, Election Day here in this country. 
the midterm elections. Will the Democrats keep control of the House? Will Biden be blocked by the Republicans? There's a bunch of, will the election deniers, the, the lunatics who still think Trump won the election, will they win seats? A lot of them are running. Listen, it's going to be interesting. It's kind of like sports. Election day is kind of like sports. Just, you know, get out there. Whichever side you're voting for, get out there and vote. You know, I'm a Democrat. Everybody knows that. I'm not going to get into it here because I will alienate half of my audience. Probably even more than half out there on crazy Long Island. Pretty much does it for us. Remember, don't forget to vote tomorrow. Doesn't matter what side you're on. Make sure you get out there. And vote. Only 30% of the eligible voters vote. It's amazing to me. Because 10 out of 10 have some crap to talk about, whatever, about one side or the other. And yet three of those 10 are the only ones that vote. So imagine that. So get out and vote tomorrow. Tuesday, the midterm elections. Um, Jets with a bye this week coming up. Giants have the Texans as they are coming off the bye at MetLife Stadium. We got Mike Westoff for you. On Friday, that show will be released probably Friday, oh, I guess, uh, probably Friday evening it'll be released. Leave you today with some sounds from the weekend in sports. We'll talk to you Friday, everybody. Very good at getting a hand on these punts. And this one is blocked once again, and the Irish have it. Botello gets a hand on it, puts Collie as the football, and into the end zone goes Collie. Daniels for the win. Good. It's gone. LSU does it. Mason Taylor. Alvarez sits a high drive center field. Beerling's back. This game is turned upside down. Down to the 16th pole. It is flight line. It is spine tingling. Jaw dropping. Awe-inspiring. Secretariat like Raiders Cup Classic win. Second and 17. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner. Fourth and 21. Allen running around. Jets try to stick with him. Allen tosses. Deep ball on the way. Incomplete. Gabe Davis the intended target. And the Jets will win it. The runner, fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. The Houston Astros. Run!